0: Once again to the whole Damn of podcast. Rick Poulton here with uh with Ryan Emmy, my co-host. I think that's my name. You think so? think so? Okay. Yeah, so we're gonna try this for the first time. We're gonna review Hellraiser, the 1987 OG edition, directed by Clive Barker. And Lisa's on here. Hi, Lisa. How you doing? Thanks for joining. <laughs> tell a friend to tell a friend. Get a couple people on here We wanna be interactive. Uh, have a couple cold ones they out watch, w- listen to us talk about movies so come- some sometimes bad
1: movies <laughs> sometimes
0: good movies sometimes bad movies sometimes good movies well this one i think is a good one i, I don't know i don't think we're gonna have to wait to the end to the, the, for, for for us to establish that mm. um i i really enjoy it uh, I, I as a kid i didn't like it mm-hmm. i watched it as a kid i think there was just too much going on Maybe it was just too deep it yeah. wasn't as uh it, it wasn't, like, just straightforward, like your slasher movies, but, like, Jason, and Freddy, no. you know, there's a lot more going on, a lot more you had to think about, a lot of things. Think- Kevin, Kevin Ellis, what's up, brother? Thanks for joining, man. The, fir- the first one, this one's probably going to suck. I'm just going to let you know right now. It's probably going to suck, but I promise, just like the audio podcast, we will get better. We strive for mediocrity, and we will get there. <laughs> so... Yeah, so I was watching um, Hellraiser as a kid, and I, I never really got into Pinhead, and like and, and, and like I did the other Slashers, because I really don't think it is a Slasher. It's, it's it gets not. lumped in with them, and it's it's way different.
1: See, and I think it gets lumped in with, mm-hmm. with those franchises because it became such a franchise, too. And it still is horror-oriented, right? but it's not a Slasher. No, not and, at all. And the lead Cenobite... I will not use that p word like you did in this review. I won't. Yeah, because uh, oh, yeah, it was it. never
0: intended for me. I won't Walken
1: do it. Uh,
0: it was a p word though. It was is is a is a real name priest priest. Yes. Uh, absolutely.
1: Yeah, Later, but in this one, it's just leads. When well, the book, it was yes. priest. Yes, uh, Hellbound. Hellbound Hearts. Yeah, yeah, something to that effect. Because um, uh, he wrote this as a book. Um, which he wanted to actually use that title for mm-hmm. this film, and they said, no, it sounds too much like a romance. It did. It does. Well, guess what? <laughs> this movie is a romance movie in well, there a way. You go. It really is. It is. And that's why I think a lot of younger people didn't get into this like they did, mm-hmm. you know, Friday or Nightmare or even Halloween, really. Right. Like, I don't think... It's something totally. Different. It's something totally different. You know, like, and, like and, you know, some people say there's chocolate and vanilla. Well, this is fucking strawberry. Right. Exactly. So <laughs> it doesn't mean that it's any better or any worse. It's just different.
0: It's different. And um,
1: I, I um, like,
0: I started rewatching these uh, recently, um, and uh, yeah, I, I like them now because you know I'm a little bit more grown and could get into the more mature subject matter yes. of it. And um and can understand what's going on and think a little better than, you know, a like seven eight-year-old kid. Which speaking of seven, eight-year-old kids, Ricky started to watch this with me mm. and he just left and yeah. it wasn't doing anything for him.
1: I don't think he could. <laughs> he
0: was just like, I'm out, this is fucking dumb. Brandon, tune in to- Okay, thank you. Thank you for sharing, Lisa. And yeah, but get Brandon to come on and check it out. And so So, um you wanna go ahead and jump into the review like we would if this was the audio podcast
1: i do and i'd like to do something slightly different on this one all right since the cast on this is so small compared it to, is i think there's yeah. maybe six or seven people there are 23 people 23 so yeah but, but i think i only put down 16 of them as being really right mentioning. right mentioning i want to run through the cast first and then we can just kind of do the this okay we can do that. that is that okay with you that's cool man okay so obviously this is 1987 written and directed by Clive Barker. That's that's very important and I'm going to mention that again after we're done with
0: Yeah, I was looking through some of his credits and it's all escaping me now for some reason, but he just, he wrote like a lot of shit, man. Have you
1: by chance he didn't direct a lot of shit. No, he wrote, he wrote a lot, wrote a lot of, shit. of shit. Have you um, um we're not going to go total subject. Mm-hmm. But have you seen Lord of Illusions? No. Okay. Uh that's one I'd like to do eventually. Yeah,
0: we will work um, on that.
1: I saw it when it was new and then I saw it again later in life, but I haven't seen it in probably twenty years. See I, I got you to
0: watch one you never seen in all yeah. Hallows' Eve, I guess you you owe me one anyway, So Well Lord of
1: Illusions is a big movie though, it's it's <laughs> Clyde Barker. It. Really? Yeah. Okay. But I'm not a big Clyde Barker guy. Okay.
0: You know, like like I mean like again, I wasn't in the Hellraiser movies until probably this year. Mm. To be honest with you, like I've seen them as kids, but I did watch this year. When was
1: the last time you saw this film, the original, before? Before yesterday? Before recently.
0: Oh, before, before. yesterday. Um, I've, I've seen it about five times this year.
1: Okay. Okay. I watched it this year, too, already. A mm-hmm. mutual friend of ours, uh, she had never seen it. Oh. And I think I told you this when we were talking about Final Girls in the first episode. I did right, right. We talked about this a little bit. I had just watched it with her. I want to say that week. Okay, so it was already fresh in my mind. I did rewatch it today, though. Right on. I right took on. my notes and did all this. Oh, I've seen it probably six or seven times in my life. Yeah, the, um, definitely, definitely a sweet
0: film, man. Like, um, definitely interesting. Definitely makes you think for sure. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we'll get to all that. Mm-hmm. But let's run through this cast. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I'm to do that. this in order of the way they're credited. <laughs> all right. You know, not appearance or speaking parts like I do, usually do, yeah, just and, the way they're credited. And
0: honestly, I, the, I, out of this whole cast, mm-hmm. the only name I know is Doug Bradley.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, here we go. I know a couple. but mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, first is Larry, played by Andrew Robinson, who was Kirsty's father.
0: Right. And he mm-hmm. was in Child's Play 3, right? I don't remember. Okay. I I, I checked all this stuff out. I did a little research, and then, you know, know, in one year, not the other You know, You know, one of these guys were in Child's Play 3, I believe was him.
1: You know who's in Child's Play 3? Or should I say who's not in Child's Play 3? Me, if it's in a theater, I'm not going to be in there. (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah, we need to do that one, too. That's going to be a fun one. That's going to be a fun one. Then we have Julia, played by Claire Higgins. Okay. Who, there's going to be a lot to say about her. Okay. Then we have Frank. I'm sorry, I skipped Kirsty. Kirsty, the daughter, played by Ashley Lawrence, who was our final girl. Was our final
0: girl. Spoiler alert!
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's a
0: 40 year old movie. <laughs> 35.
1: 36. If you're here
0: listening about it, you've seen it.
1: <laughs> then we have Frank, played by Sean Chapman, and I have a lot to say about him too. And I was yesterday years old mm-hmm. when I found out he doesn't speak a single line in this movie.
0: That's what I was going to bring up because. They did this movie in England with mm-hmm. English actors, but when they brought it here, I, I, I was pretty sure that I remembered this, but I wasn't 100% sure. That's why I hesitated to bring it up. But um, when they brought it here, they dubbed the English actors' voices because of the accents.
1: They did. Something. Not, all, not, <laughs> not all, all of them. Not all of them. Yeah, because, of course, um, Julia, yes, that's her name. that's her. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad that they did. Yeah. I'm so glad that they did. It actually... British accent, especially on a lady. Yes, yeah. to me, it makes them sound so much more especially distinguished. That lady, yes,
0: required. It was. Yes. it really
1: added to because she sounded so distinguished, like right. a High, classy light mm-hmm. lady. You know, especially when she goes to like meet her first victim in that bar. And she's all cla- We're getting way ahead here. We're, getting, we're jumping way ahead, but you you see what I'm saying? But yeah, Frank, played by Sean Chapman. Then we have the monster version of Frank, played by Oliver Smith, when he's all. When he's not... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Different guy.
0: Different, totally different guy. Totally I different guy.
1: Then we have Steve, uh, Kirsty's boyfriend, played by Robert Hines. Mm-hmm. And then we have the three victims. The first one played by Anthony Allen. The second... The bald guy? The bald English guy? The first one. Yeah. yeah. Then the second one we only see for just a scene here, and that's Leon Davis. And then the third victim, the one towards the end, Michael Cassidy. Yeah. Then we have our derelict... He doesn't speak a single word, but he is credited, and his name is Frank Baker. I don't remember who this is. The Derelict. Yeah, like you do. That. Eating the bugs in the pet shop. The oh, yeah, 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 okay. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we have the two moving men, who I, I love to right. with yeah, them like when, I, when, I said, <laughs> when I said six people in the movie, I eliminated all these guys in my head. No, but I, have, I have to add them. these No, no that's, guys, okay, so. that's okay, that's okay. Uh, the moving man number one, played by Dave Atkins, and moving man number two, played by Oliver Parker, who actually went on to be a film director himself.
0: What, one of those movie guys was a was a fucking dickhead. This guy paid good money to yeah, yeah, uh, the movie yeah. shit in his house. He was disrespectful as yeah. hell, man. I would have to fuck that, that would, guy up. That was up.
1: actually him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and was then, it the Oliver partner? Yes, he, okay. he actually went on
1: to be a pretty prominent director. I don't want to get into all the work mm-hmm. he's done, but if you look him up. You'll see the work he's done, and it's it's a pretty big workload and then we have four more that are credited, and they are the lead cenobite played of course by Doug Bradley, the chattering cenobite played by Nicholas Vince, the butterball cenobite played by Simon Bamford, and last but not least, the female cenobite played by Grace Kirby
0: and that's how she's credited, right the female cenobite
1: that's the way they're all credited right that's their actual names mm-hmm. in this movie they, some of yeah. them have nicknames mm-hmm. but those aren't the right names there's a certain one that he used already yeah. that I will not use I as don't you
0: me. know what I never liked that either I, it just didn't I, fit him. it doesn't that, fit the character it's not that I and even though if these guy's crap pins sticking out his fucking head but it just sounds he's so
1: sophisticated it makes that, you sound like a dumbass that's right funny,
0: right know. right and that's what I always thought
1: you know like this, this doesn't work for that guy doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> so that's our cast. Oh, and there's one more person, and he's uncredited, and he's the biggest, most famous actor in this movie. I this is something he's been in many big movies, such as The Neverending Story, The Karate Kid, Labyrinth, Aliens, Predator, RoboCop, They Live, Goodfellas. You name it. No, get the fuck out of here! Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, you don't know. No, his name is Brad. Jacobowitz or Jacobowitz. It said that he's uncredited and he's in all these like 200 big movies as an uncredited pedestrian in all of them. Although I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't believe it. I That's don't believe why it. I don't know. But it's on IMDb. <laughs> yeah, it's on the internet. It's got to be true. And this guy was a pro wrestler, and that is true. He really was a pro wrestler. He really pro, was okay. a pro wrestler because I, I found photos of him in rings wrestling. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> so I think this is some bullshit, and I don't know how they got this to pass. Well, on.
0: IMDb, IMDb is sort of like YouTube,
1: uh, or
0: not YouTube, but Wikipedia. Can, okay, where you can edit it yourself, yeah. and if it gets approved, you know. So maybe this guy just wanted to make himself look better and, and put he himself was,
1: in every movie. He was only like six years old when Hellraiser came out, because I, <laughs> I believe he's a year younger than me. So if he was a pedestrian, where was there even pedestrian foot traffic in this fucking?
0: I don't recall <laughs> Exactly. <Yeah. laughs> it's
1: Exactly. Very small cast. Very small cast. So anyway, let's get to the film. All right. Uh, right away, actually, for me, right off the bat, is one of the few negatives for me, is right away. Okay. I'm not a big fan of the opening theme, nor am I a big fan of the What's score. up, Jared? <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Jared from um, the Horseshed Podcast at Halloween Haunts 365 just joined the chat. So I'm sorry. So as a, J- J- Jared had me interrupt you there. Well, I'm so you're not a, a fan minute, of. Man. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right off the bat, I'm not a big fan of the opening theme. Or honestly, I'll just say it now: the score altogether in this movie. I'm not okay. a huge fan of it. I'm not saying it's bad, but it gets lumped in with these other horror movies. And I'm sorry, but the music, the theme. There's really nothing iconic about it when you look at the other big horror films. Right,
0: movies. right. It's like, like the Nightmare on Elm Street. The or Very the, Manfredini. Or Halloween. Oh yeah, or John they, Carpenter. They, have, they all have that secret music. Or
1: even the Charles Bernstein score from the first Nightmare on Elm Street. That yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I, yeah, I, that I love it. You know, so and, and there's, so many, <laughs> there's so many good things, too, about Hellraiser, but the music is not one of them. Not one of In them. Okay, opinion. I get that. In my opinion, it's not good. Now, um, Christopher Young, that was a composer. He went on to have a very long and very successful career in scoring films. He has, but I just it, there's really nothing iconic about mm-hmm. the, in, in all those other horror franchises. Man, have iconic music. Like you hear that even. Even people have never seen Halloween. They can hear that cue. Oh, right. As I from. said, you know, you same know
0: on Friday, is, 30, right. same on Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, it's you know, where it's very from. iconic. Yeah? And, and Even if you've never seen it. You know, and, and this being one of the bigger horror franchises, you kind of would expect that, but like, we didn't get that with this
1: one. Okay. So that's like right off the bat. It's a small negative, but it's a negative. But then it gets into, and it's just a quick little thing, but it's a huge positive for me. When the credits end, we get that last title card where it says "Written and Directed by Clive Barker," mm-hmm. and that card gets sucked into the box. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's cool because, or should I say, the Lament configuration, because that's what it's actually. I,
0: I was just about to ask: so, is, is there an actual name for the box? It's the Lament. And here
1: we are. It's the Lament. guy would know. Yeah, anybody would that's, know. That's the real name. But I don't mind using puzzle box because mm-hmm. they actually use the term in the movie. Yeah. I don't mind that other than the other word I won't use in this review. Um, <laughs> if we do other Hellraisers later, I will use that word. But in this movie, I will use that word. Uh, that's like a respect thing to Clyde Barker just because he hates that fucking name.
0: Right. Well, and again, we, we talked about it. I don't
1: like it either. <clears throat> like th- that. If that, I th- use it, it's
0: just for the familiarity of it. But I just I think it's, it's, it's sure. the character no justice.
1: Agree. But yeah, that written and directed title card being mm-hmm. sucked into the lament configuration—it just—it just goes. This is purely one man's vision. Yeah. And this is the manifestation of it right here. And right. Just, I love that. It's maybe just a little quick throwaway thing for some people, but that really mm-hmm. hooked me in. Especially today when I rewatched. Them. Oh yeah. Which is. So, and right away, this movie ain't fucking around. No. Right off the bat. <laughs> you know, Frank purchases the lament configuration from the. I love the little, the little uh, the, the, the gremlin the, salesman, yeah, right? Doesn't right. He remind you of him? He does, but it's not the same. I know
0: thing. it's not, but I could <laughs> the same not.
1: That's one thing. Weird I
0: artifact that we're selling. That, we have a little weird yes, Japanese
1: guy do it. Uh, Chinese, I think. Oh, Jesus accent, Christ. That sounded more Chinese to me. <laughs> uh, one thing though, and I tried, I could not find that actor's name.
0: Oh, yeah, because he wasn't in our our synopsis, our -hmm. our initial um, overview of the actors. I couldn't find
1: it. I found a couple of leads, Mm -hmm. but a couple of different things. Somebody's like, oh, it's James. It's definitely not James Hong. I know James Hong. It's not him. Okay, I don't. I don't. Who's that? That he's been credited in more films than, like, anyone ever. Like ever, right on. So if you saw him or heard his voice, you know it. It's it's not.
0: Him. That's not the. That's not the guy that, that from *Revenge of the Nerds*, is it? No. Okay.
1: He's been in a million things, man. Oh, like, I know.
0: I'll check that out it, later. Ne- on. Neither
1: here nor there. It's not him.
0: It's not him. That's all we need to So, know.
1: but yeah, this movie ain't fucking around. He purchases the box, and he wastes no time trying to solve it, and gets hooked like right away.
0: Like, so. Is there something that can happen with this box besides being fucked? Yes. Oh, okay, because every time I've seen the box, it seems like they're 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 going to get fucked, and that's what they're buying the box for. So what is the positive
1: of the box? Well, it kind of happens later. Did it? Okay. Not everyone uh, that, that plays with that box gets hooks in their face.
0: Well, no, but... Uh, We're we're, we're, so far
1: ahead. We'll talk about it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're jumping way ahead. Somebody's hooked, you know, and just, ah, like right off Mm. the bat, like, okay, this movie means business, you know? (laughs) I mean, then we see the remnants of, like, his abandoned house, and it's just riddled with filth. And it's fitting that that house is just so covered with filth as it's like an extension of Frank's brain, his mind. Mm -hmm. He has a dirty mind. Oh, yeah, definitely. So he has a dirty house. You know, mm. it's just filthy. <laughs> it, no, it's perfect. Yeah. It's like an extension of him. His house is like part of his character. Right. And it really is. You know, well, as we get further into it, mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying. And next we see like the torture chamber to end all torture chambers. Just mm-hmm. the remnants of what happens to him. And it's not pretty at all. No. And we get a little sneak peek because a couple of the Cenobites come in and. The lead centibyte again, maybe using the P word, he resets the... The priest. Yes, the priest. That's cool. He resets the box, does his deal, and, you know, poof, it all disappears because it's like in another dimension. Right. You know, it's like a portal. That's the thing. The, the box itself is more of the portal to that dimension. Yeah, it's a key, right? That's yes. exactly right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the best way to put it. Um, it is, yeah, that's exactly what I wrote in my notes too. It's sort of a key to another mm-hmm. dimension. That's like literally it. So uh then basically the movie begins, you know, after this little lead up we get to meet um Larry and Julia, like right off the bat. Okay. And we see like their little chemistry here. Mm-hmm. So right away, or lack thereof. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying.
0: But yeah, but the, but the, I mean, obviously, it was intentional. You you wanted to see there was some kind of a like he wanted her a lot more than she wanted him. And, mm-hmm. You know, like he wasn't he wasn't doing it for her.
1: And that'll become a theme.
0: Yeah, he wasn't doing it for her at all. Um, I mean, probably a great guy for her to take care of her, but just like all women, they mm-hmm. they want something else. This guy. I mean, it's true. Right, the over, more fucked up I was, the better I think with ladies
1: well right away right away for Mm -hmm. me anyway i can tell claire higgins is a fantastic actress like right away like
0: wow and um claire higgins
1: julia yes yes? okay yes
0: we already read that down i know but i I forget things Uh, you know i
1: gotta fucking she's just terrific you know and she ends up stumbling upon some of frank's old like remnants Mm -hmm. you know the uh His abandoned effects, like his Polaroid photos and his little dirty trinkets and stuff like that. But that's where we start
0: to get the flashbacks Mm -hmm. with her. And then that's where it's established that...
1: uh, We don't have the flashback quite yet. No? It happens a little bit. But that kind of opens her up. She's already just, she's not happy with this home that her husband has taken her to. She doesn't like it, but then sees there's like an extension of Frank here. And all of a sudden, she's warmed up to the idea. That, that, that's true. That's true. all Right. She is not responsive to this place in the least, but then finds mm-hmm. his little area and is just kind of enamored. And mm-hmm. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. Then we also get a quick introduction to Kirsty with the little phone call. That she thinks, mm-hmm. I found a place. You'd like this house. You'd like my place. You'd like my place. Or mm-hmm. my room. I found a room. That's it. Yeah. Um, and then after that, it just kind of, that scene ends. The movers pop in. But then it cuts away. And then we get, to some people listen, it might not mean much, but it's actually one of my favorite shots, little scenes of the whole film. And we see Kirsty walking along the, like, edge of, like, the water mm-hmm. underneath, like, on some tracks. Right. And just the shot of her looking up and seeing that. So much, like, how do I want to say it? It's just very expressive to me. Like without even saying a word, there's just so much expression in her face, and I really like the way that that was shot. Some people don't pick up on things like that. I do. I don't know. I'm weird. <laughs> I'm weird, man. Just like in um, Victim No More, the shot of Robbie walking along that fence line. Oh yeah, yeah. I just thought that was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is too. In a way, it's not more. It's not pretty because it's not sunny. It's actually a drab and dreary day because they shot this thing. <laughs> <they're> I <like>, <laughs> no, no, that's butts, all there is. Rains every fucking day. There is a uh, nice days in England. <laughs> yeah, but I just thought it was just really expressive, this shot. I just wanted to at least mention it. You know, then we get the scene of her, Kirstie, pronouns though, <laughs> uh, arriving at the house while the movers are there. And this is a very entertaining little scene. Yeah, it was. it was. It's charming. Kind of yeah. Uh, I love the goofy look on the face of, so like, the heftier moving guy after a uh, the younger one makes the crack and then Larry tells him that Kirsty's mother is dead. And the guy kind of looks like that. But the mover, the heftier mover guy who doesn't stand word, just looks at him like, ah, <laughs> you know, I just love the look on the guy's face. Um, then here's where the uh, flashback.
0: Oh, okay. Right? And this is where
1: we, we is get where to establish it. the connection with the uh, Yes. Frank Julia. And Julia. Yes. Uh, she starts reminiscing about her affair. because That's basically what it was yeah. with Frank.
0: Frank, who is um, Larry's brother, brother. Mm-hmm.
1: Kirsty's uncle. And she is very clearly in love with Frank. This isn't yeah. lost for her. She is in love with him. Like clear. Mm-hmm. Can't say the same from the other direction, but again, we'll get to that. As we go, she is clearly heartbroken that he has disappeared. Yeah. You know, and is just clinging on to everything. Well, this is he can. this is
0: the way a lot, a lot of women are like that, though. They want the guy that's so fucking worse for them, <laughs> and they wrap their whole self around them. And that guy, yeah, don't really care about what's going on with them at all. <laughs> but
1: that's just the way it works in life. Um, and I love the shot of Larry about to be pierced by the nail. Yes, spliced. Between and you, you see us. the nail
0: there, and you know what's going to happen. Right. It's just,
1: it's just. We, well, we see Julia getting nailed, <laughs> and then Larry gets a nail. Yeah, he yes. And, oh, my God, that's a lot of fucking blood for one nail. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, he was bleeding like a stuffed pig.
0: But, I mean, you, you just see his hand there. You, you see the nail behind his hand, and you like just slowly, knew it was getting slowly, cut.
1: Slowly, slowly, Like, yeah. didn't happen,
0: didn't happen, didn't happen. Well, this has got to happen. Like, just jamming the mattress up the stairs, like, oh, yeah, this yeah, I liked that. I really liked that. I the, thought it was very well done there, how
1: but... they juxtaposed the one from the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from the love scene to the, yeah. the ominous nail just <laughs> closing in. I thought that was very well done, but yeah, that was a lot of fucking blood. That was a lot of blood. Um, so now, here's where it really picks up steam. Yeah. Because after Larry spills blood all over the attic floor, Frank begins to feed off of it. Yeah, I like the way the blood soaked into the mm-hmm. into the into the wood in the room. Somehow from another dimension, he begins to reemerge. And I thought the effects here were very good. The makeup was really good. Yeah. Um, I want to throw this out there. The very cool, it's all practical effects here. The special effects makeup crew is so enormous, though, in this film that I, I'm not even going to I'm gonna spare naming them all. Yeah. I think there were 19 people nice. in this crew. And yeah, I can see why, because it was, it was a lot of work, especially this particular scene. I think it probably had the most effects working. Right. Because it's just so much gore, and then
0: just. Yeah, no. The, the, oh. the, the, the makeup and effects, especially early on in the movie, it was really good. Towards the end of the movie, I read somewhere that they ran out of money and had to do some stuff mm-hmm. kind of cheap, and mm-hmm. I, 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 I wasn't affected by that. I, I, I it didn't, it didn't hurt anything. But the well, parts, parts where they did have money, they really did kick ass.
1: Yep. <laughs> well, then we get the shortest and most pointless dinner party of all time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not a highlight, but we do get to meet Kirsty's uh, boyfriend Steve. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this character just... is just there. Mm-hmm. He's just there. Like any anything to say about Steve? No, no, no. Okay, moving on. Uh, Julia then discovers that Frank has re-entered the world and needs her help via bringing him more human blood. Yes. Very interesting.
0: And and she's so enamored with them that she's gonna do whatever the fuck he wants, whatever she's he says. Jammer.
1: She's in love with them.
0: Yeah, it's it's not in love. I don't think. I think I, it's I think it's it, it, it might, it's above that. It's it's, it's uh, like okay. I'm just like you, the, the, Frank is is her existence. It's unhealthy as fuck, man.
1: <laughs> you don't like she's to true, be that way about anybody. It's unhealthy, but she does truly love him. Mm. I think so. I do. I think you know, and that's that's why I actually. Consider this to be like a romance right. gothic horror movie, mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is, yeah. And a bit of a thriller as well, I guess. Um but yeah, she needs, you know, to get him the blood. Then we actually have a little scene and we get the first glimpse of the mysterious derelict. Mm-hmm. As uh Kirsty and Steve are walking and she has Did that guy had more than one scene? Hit three. Oh wow. Three scenes. Well, I only remember the bug eating scene. This was the first one. He's just kind of peeking mm-hmm. through the door at them as they're walking by right before they go down the steps and make out right. the whole thing. Yeah, he's peeking through like okay. She sees him. Mm-hmm. And they make eye contact, but that's it. He never says a word. This is the scene where she has a funky little like Debbie Gibson, like 1985 hat on. Right. <laughs> right it's on. so random. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, and it just... It, it, I don't know. It seems like he may be stalking her, this guy, but we don't know yet. We don't know too much. Then we get which I, I think is probably the strangest uh, scene in this whole movie, and it's her dream sequence. Mm-hmm. She has the nightmare where everything's all white and like the feathers, She's like has feathers on her or something, yeah. and sees the white sheet and it slowly turns red and she pulls it. And that's one thing, but the thing that always was really weird to me about that scene, we hear like a random baby cry in the background, and I still, to this day, I try to look for hidden meanings and things. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I don't know if I notice it. I can't, yeah. If
0: a, I notice, I mean, I, I just probably just there's a baby.
1: It. Oh, it's, very, it's quite apparent. Yeah, I'm sure. There's a baby crying. But
0: I, on my most it, recent watch, yeah. this movie was last night, and mm-hmm. I got like eight things going
1: on. That's cool. You know, I might have missed it. Yeah, but there's just this baby, sound of a baby crying in the background, and I, I just can't put my finger mm-hmm. on what that means. That would actually be if I could have like a few questions for Clyde Barker. That would be one of them. Like, where are we going with that? Because I don't get it. A lot of other things are kind of like undertoney in this. Like, yeah. I can't get it. That aren't like obvious. Right. Yeah.
0: This is definitely this is definitely deep for a word. Yes. Movie. It is. <laughs> it is. You,
1: you can't just have this on. in the back.
0: but also at the same time, it's not too deep. You know where it, it's, you know it's a super turnoff either. Mm-hmm. You know because some you know some some of these movies they get a little too into themselves, and it just Fucking loses people.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't think we had that
0: here. I think no. there was a lot of hidden meaning, a lot of depth, and a lot of um, a lot of things you had to think about, but you didn't have to think like too
1: much, you know. <laughs> it's just that baby crying though just gets to me because it's I'm like going to have to watch this again yeah. to to pay attention to that and see if I can come up with some kind of a theory on. And that, here's the thing though, that's not the first time we hear a random baby crying too in Happens again later. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? What? No, no, I am oh, remember random baby crying. All right. Well, we'll get to it. Um, yeah, it's very well shot. This dream sequence of her, it is. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it seems maybe a little out of place. I mean, it's not bad. Like I said, you know, just it's it's odd. But Clyde Barker's an odd dude. Yeah. So that's okay. well, so Rain right, Hellraiser, you got to be a little bit different. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Well, then Julia proceeds to bring her first victim. Uh, to Frank, she's very sheepish about like doing it at first, you know, yeah. she's very stent, you know, and even when it comes down to do him in, she has to like build up the courage to do right. it, you know, but then she does it and takes a hammer to him and just whoosh, does him in. Um, then we get a shot and she's all, you know, the blood, she's shocked. Like, what have I done almost? Yeah. Like, what have I done? And she goes to clean herself off and there's a shot. When she goes down like this and then pops up and just looks, like, straight into the mirror, it's so fucking great. Mm. It's so great. Just that shot, man. It's like, it's haunting, in a way. And I absolutely fucking love it. <laughs> like, psh, psh, the eyes and everything. You know, and Frank sort of sort of spills the tea about the centimites here to her. Just a mm-hmm. little bit. Teases her a little bit, you know, just the first time he mentions them. Right. doesn't really give the whole story but spills the tea and it's here where we first can really see that Juliet truly loves Frank like we're getting hints of it but now we know it is because look what she's willing to do for this guy now who's not even a guy
0: <laughs> well It's kind of like the relationship between a pimp and a hooker, man. And it (laughs) really is. A a pimp will get a hooker to do just about anything in the world.
1: Yeah, I mean. They'll live and
0: die for that guy.
1: We, you know, we'd already, you know, Mm -hmm. or at least I anyway at this point already thought, you know, that she was definitely in love with him. But this, this is like cements it. But it also, to me, starts to cement the fact that Frank does not love her. He's just using her. Right. And Um, that's where the pimp side of the pimp and hooker relationship. I mean, I wouldn't go that way with it. It's, eh. I, I mean, I get the analogy, yeah. but yeah, there's something deeper there. I mean, I think he does like her. He I think did. he just knows that she'll do whatever he That's wants. That's true. Well, he needs her at yeah. this point. He needs anyone at this point because he's fucked. Mm-hmm. Know? <laughs> so, it, either way, he has her completely under his power. Right. Just Which is nuts because, again, he's not even a guy at this point. <laughs> he's just, like flesh, just reforming. Uh, next, we get the second appearance of the Mystery Derelict. Mm. And this is when he shows up at Kirstie's work. She's working a pet shop. Yeah, this is the one I actually remember. Yeah, because this is pretty wild. And he proceeds to eat a handful of bugs. I think it's crickets.
0: crickets yeah, because yeah, she's working at a pet store. Yeah.
1: They use it's crickets like feed to feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and then she promptly asks him to leave and throws him out, and he leaves. And then Steve shows up for you no know, real reason at all, Mm -hmm. but that's kind of the theme with uh, Poor Steve. Julia then does in her second victim for Frank right after this, and after that, we actually get a shot of her sipping a post-murder-like cocktail on the couch, and she has this expression on her face, and all of a sudden, she cracks just this subtle little evil grin. Like, she's starting to get off on this, Mm -hmm. and it's pretty fucking crazy, man. And just what an actress too! Like she doesn't even have to say a word; yeah, just that does. facial expression is just wild. As,
0: far, as far as acting. Like she's she's oh, the she's, highlight
1: of the movie. Oh, uh, she's definitely by far the best.
0: Yeah, actor. Yeah, it's,
1: for sure. Yeah, there's no.
0: It's, it's,
1: yeah, she's getting off.
0: This is not even comparable.
1: You know, then Frank is you know becoming a bit more human now, and he gives us more of the story on the Cenobites at mm-hmm. this point, and we realize just how brutal his experiences were in that other dimension. Like, we saw, like, the aftermath of it at the beginning, you know, when we saw it, like, the aftermath. But now he's explaining, like, the whole mythology of the thing, and it's just really coming to light. Mm -hmm. Uh, Larry tries to get physical with Julia and tries to, you know, make his little sexual advances to his wife, and at this point she's so far fucking gone that she can't even fake it anymore. Yeah, she can't even fake it with her own husband. She's just nah. Mm-mm. <laughs> uh, this and then basically the third act is about to begin now because Julia brings her third mm-hmm. victim, and but this time Kirsty sees her bringing mm-hmm. the third man in, and at this time Frank is now strong mm-hmm. enough to kind of. Take care of the guy himself. She just brings him up there, right? The right.
0: And, and, and just one thing we didn't really talk about it, but Christy and Julia—they don't really oh, have no, a good relationship no, no. at all. I, I think she's, you know, forever thought that this guy's not right for her dad. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, her dad can definitely do better, mm-hmm. and yeah,
1: yeah. The um, the chemistry there is so. Bad that it's good.
0: Yeah, exactly. It is. You can tell because you 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 know like they don't really even dive into that so much like Mm -mm. like like, it's apparent though. Yeah, it's very apparent.
1: There's definitely animosity between Mm -hmm. both of them towards each other. It's mutual. And the dad, credit to him, tries to smooth it over. You know, it's all be nice. You know, yeah. He's he's trying, Mm -hmm. but I mean, you can just tell though they're both strong characters and he's not one. He's mm-hmm. not going to mend that fence or build that bridge. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. So, but yeah, Frank now finishes this, this third victim off, you know, himself. Kirsty enters, and she sees a ghastly sight. She sees this guy, basically, life-draining out of him. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, here's Uncle Frank, like, all fucked up.
0: Yeah, so she's all fucked. And she ends up in the middle hospital
1: right after this, right? Well, yeah, it's pretty cool here. She takes, she sees the lament configuration puzzle box, takes it, Throws it out the window, much to Frank's like horror, because so he's like, no, yeah, as because long as he had con- possession of it, and yeah. nobody else can open it, and you know, bring the Cenobites. Right, but now he's lost. Which I it.
0: didn't really get get that. I just thought I, I I didn't get that. I swear to God, until you just said it that mm-hmm. that was the reason. That's why he's so terrible. I just thought you know he just wanted that power around him, which he did, but I mean mm-hmm. for
1: a reason. And but he needs yeah, to keep that makes sense Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that portal, and I love how, how,
0: how, when she ran out of the house, she had the inkling, in, 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 the, 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 the the wherewithal within herself to know that I don't know what the fuck this is, but I know he wants this really right.
1: bad, if and he grabbed it as she ran. Yeah, it's just good foresight on her part. Yeah, because if he, yeah, if he's that then out of shape and that sideways about losing so this thing, this thing matters. This needs to come with me. Yeah, yeah. So, and she runs off with it and passes out and does wake up in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And now the shit is really about to go down. Because we know what's coming. Yes. (laughs) Uh, She begins to play around with the box and it's almost like childlike expressions on her face when she's playing with it. It's all cute. And then, boom, she solves Mm -hmm. the goddamn thing. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? The portal to the other dimension opens up. We hear the same sound of the baby crying, this is where it comes Mm -hmm. in when that hallway...
0: Man, you know what? I vaguely do remember that. Mm
1: -hmm. That you mentioned it. And... Yeah, here come the Cenobites in an absolutely iconic scene. Mm -hmm. Absolutely iconic. Like, if you were to just take scenes, like, from horror history, this is way up there. It is. This is their first real scene where they actually talk. Mm -hmm. The two of them do, anyway. Um, Yeah, just absolutely epic all around. So many legendary quotes. Just, you know, it's... No tears, it's a waste of good suffering. That's my, that's my personal favorite. You know, there's so many of them, but basically, by the end, we really don't need to go through every little thing. Everybody's seen this scene. If you're watching this, you've seen this movie, and you've probably seen this scene so many times. Sampled in Death Metal Band, you know. Yeah. You know uh, but yeah, yeah, and Kirsty decides to rat out Frank to save herself, which I can't blame her. She wasn't, you know, she didn't know what this thing was. Yeah, oh he, yeah. He did. He knew what he he knew what he was getting into, at least somewhere.
0: Right. So this is like the second time we're solved, and I think that they're still. I mean, their intentions are to fuck her because
1: rem- she didn't win. Mm-hmm. You know. So. But yeah, but they didn't put hooks right in the face either.
0: Not right away.
1: Mm. Remember though, the box mm-hmm. was Frank's. It was always yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Not always hers. Always yours. You know, what's your pleasure, Mr. Cotton? Yeah. And we'll get back to that guy, too. (laughs) So anyway, meanwhile, Frank has now convinced Julia at this time it's time to kill Larry. Yeah. He needs the skin. He needs Mm -hmm. a shovel. Like the inside is there. Yeah. Like the peanut butter is there. But he needs a chocolate for his Reese's cup. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, he needs to do that, and obviously, between Kirsty returning to the home and that scene, it happens. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of glad like it isn't gratuitous. It doesn't need to be. Oh no, no, no. You know, because it actually helps. It, look, it's better. Than it right? is. It's a good slow burn with her. Because even because though, we know what's going on, right. and it's very clear. Yes,
0: they make it very clear mm-hmm. with the little blood that I had to use. That, you know, what happened?
1: See, I have an argument on that, though. Because some people are like, oh, it's so obvious because he has the blood and, you know, everything in there. But but it's, it's not, not obvious to her. But it's not obvious to us even, really, if you think about it. Because by the end of his story telling him, I had to kill him. Maybe it's Frank's blood from him killing him.
0: No, because of where it was. Mm, I guess so.
1: Okay. I Yeah. I but know.
0: again, it wasn't obvious to her that that's what happened because she couldn't see that at that point. But I, yeah, you, you, you knew right away,
1: I, I did anyway. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she returns to the house and to sell Frank out, basically, <laughs> you know, uh, good for her yeah. in this scenario. And she realizes finally, her father's been done, mm-hmm. you know, Frank is now looks like her dad, you know, come to daddy that. Right. Re-manifests and that just is what the clincher is for her. Mm-hmm. Um, he's wearing the skin and in this little struggle here, Frank ends up stabbing Julia and he gives absolutely no fucks. Yeah, he did it on purpose, didn't well, he? Well, she was holding Kirsty, and she slipped. and I think he kind of did it on purpose. I think he's like fuck her. I mean, I don't know why he would. Whether he did, why? Well, to feed more, and he did the thing with his deal in the neck and fed off her like he did the other three times. So it's just like, well, it's a sunk cost at that point, you Mm -hmm. know, sunk equity. And he feels no remorse, you know, for killing her whatsoever. And it just, you know, again, chose to prove he never loved her, like actually. Oh yeah, no doubt. And she's just so more like, not me, you know, (laughs) that whole deal. And yeah, we get a little bit of a chase scene here, nothing too crazy, but just a little something between Kirstie and Frank. She eventually lures him back up to the attic where the Cenobites are waiting. Mm -hmm. And they reappear to reclaim both his body and his soul because his ass is theirs. Yes. (laughs) I had to hear it from your own lips, you know, that whole thing. And, oh, my God, he gets got in the most amazingly brutal fashion, and that Jesus wept line is just so fucking perfect. And it wasn't in the script. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That wasn't supposed to
0: be the line. What was supposed to be the line?
1: Fuck you was the line.
0: Yeah, he wouldn't
1: say that. That was the line.
0: Yeah, no, I knew it was something. I couldn't remember what it was, but he wouldn't say
1: that. Mm. Jesus wept is much better. No, it's the shortest Bible verse. Mm -hmm. Two words. I forget what book it was but yes that's it is. jesus West. right, right. two word bible verse yeah the
0: shortest one. it definitely worked it definitely worked a lot better than fuck you oh, I, I can't waiting. see a guy saying fuck yeah. you
1: yeah no i mean i could but not in that spot where like this is my last word you know it's, it's going to be something a little bit more profound than that yeah so but yeah that was that was pretty awesome this isn't for your eyes like oh yeah God, so much cool stuff uh then we get another little chase As the Cenobites, they still want to take Kirstie. They go back on their word, Mm -hmm. you know? And they want to take her. But very quickly, she is able to vanquish both the lead Cenobite and the female Cenobite very quickly with the box. Mm -hmm. She just vanquishes them back to their own dimension. Mm -hmm. You know? She doesn't kill them. They're just gone out of the dimension.
0: Because I don't think you can kill
1: them. And Mm -hmm. after they're already gone, the two most ominous ones, because they're the only two that speak... Guess who shows up again? <laughs> it's old Steve. Are we, are we saying Cenobites or Cinnamon Bites here? <laughs> Cenobites. C-E-N-O-B-I-T-E. Uh, but yeah, Steve shows up after the two main Cenobites are mm-hmm. already being questioned. Yeah, up. That
0: fucking loser. He's fucking
1: worthless. Every time. Wor- he's as useless as a cock-flavored lollipop. Some people you- <laughs> might be into that kind of thing. <laughs> That's fine. Um, but yeah, he shows up randomly and in short order, Kirsty vanquishes the chattering centibite too. He's gone. And then Butterball gets crushed by the falling debris. And then, and I forgot to mention his name when she originally opened up the portal, the engineer, mm-hmm. that's his name. The one he comes back at the end and tries to fight over the lament configuration with her. They're fumbling for it. They're fumbling for it. She gets it and then vanquishes him as well. And then that's pretty much it. She steps out with Steve. They Mm -hmm. leave the house. They leave, and then she proceeds to throw the box into a fire, wanting to just destroy it. But then we get another visit from Mr. Derelict, his third and final visit. He shows up and just transforms into this giant creature.
0: How the fuck do I not remember that?
1: Yeah, it's (laughs) Dan. He transforms into this giant... Thirty foot tall creature type deal takes uh, yeah. the box, repossesses it, and then whoosh, the box goes back onto the table in the original shop. I remember was in, that. And what's your pleasure, sir? Right, I remember and, that. Yeah, the movie's over.
0: How the fuck do I not remember the fucking guy doing
1: that? I, I swear I don't remember that. And how many times have you seen this thing? Like five this year. <laughs> yeah, he turns into a giant creature. <laughs> I believe it. It's the derelict. It sounds
0: like yeah. <laughs> I remember the whole the box and mm-hmm. if you're in the back of the guy's thing kind
1: <laughs> well, after, I she, remember yeah, after Adam, she throws it into the fire he comes back and turns into this thing and takes it and just yeah air goes so he's like the keeper of the box which is why he's been i guess stalking her this whole time because i guess he knew she'd end up with it so
0: oh, okay yeah. yeah so that's why
1: the guy keeps appearing right
0: so, so you can get the back, the box back.
1: So that's the end of the movie, man. You have any anything to add before we do top fives? No, not really. Cover, I mean, cover. we covered
0: everything there. Um, again, not your traditional slasher movie, no, it's and not that's a why slasher, I did literally. not like it as a kid. Mm-hmm. Because there it, it was just so much more involved with it; it was so much deeper, and I, I like it a lot now. Mm-hmm. Um, good stuff, uh, yeah, definitely good stuff. Um, I, I look forward to reviewing the. 2019, 20, whatever one just came out. 22. This is 22, just, is last, 22, year, just, yeah, last, just year? last year. Yeah, I want to see that. I've seen one, I've seen two, I think I've seen three, and I think that's where
1: I stopped. So, I haven't seen all of them. I think I've gotten mm, to five or six. Right. There's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, there are, I think there are 10. Wow, I think there are ten. Don't quote me. Most up. of these are available free on Tubi, guys. is your friend for the horror movies for sure. Um, so top five. Um, yeah, go ahead. Top five. Right. Uh, my top five favorite things uh, about Hellraiser, 1987. Uh, number five is Kirsty as a final girl. Mm-hmm. I don't think she gets a lot of credit. In no, in our final girl episode, we talked about that. Yeah, a we did. Bit. I brought her up because she she,
0: she she deals with a lot more than
1: most people. She's an honorable mention for mm-hmm. sure. She's not the best ever, but I think she I needs
0: think, to be talked about.
1: Yeah, absolutely. She, she does reappear in the sequel as well. Yeah, um, and we'll do that eventually. Yeah, because of mm-hmm. course we will. There he is. Running. There's our third man. He's the third man. <laughs> so yeah, Kirsty Cotton as a final girl is. Uh, Number five for me, because I think she's vastly underrated. Uh, number four, or actually, not just the one, all of them, the mm-hmm. flashback scenes between Frank and Julia, mm-hmm. I think are excellent. It was very needed. Those two actors have outstanding chemistry on yeah. together. Yeah, <laughs> yes, they do. They do in more ways than one. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love those. It's it, like Even if this was a straight romance film, those are good fucking shots. Yes, they're, they're, it's just good. Right. He's really getting into it now. Uh, number three are the Cenobites themselves. Mm-hmm. Just very cool concept.
0: Yeah, I like I like the way that you know the way they look, the clothes they wore, mm-hmm. this the whole deal. They 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 look like they were from fucking hell. Uh,
1: <laughs> which one of them was your favorite? Which one? Oh, uh, the priest. Okay, mine the priest. is uh, the Chattering Cenobite. Yeah. It's my personal favorite from from the original one.
0: And he's probably my third favorite. I like the girl next. I like they, her a lot. I don't like the fat guy. The butterball,
1: yeah, least favorite. In yeah, the world. totally. You without that guy. Uh, number two is Claire Higgins. Is Julia? Julia, it's, I thought she was going to be your number one. It's it was close. It's a, she
0: she has fucking sex appeal like crazy. She does. She is not a, a good looking woman. I don't think. In my opinion, like like she's she's not very good looking at all. But there's sexy. There's pretty. There's 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 cute. There's all these different things. Sure. She is sexy. I
1: agree. I can. I can. I can. Yeah, I agree with you on yeah. that. Even beyond that, though, she's just by far the best actor. She's easily the movie. best actress in this, yes.
0: actor or actress in this movie.
1: And I'm so glad that they kept her British accent. Yes, like it definitely, needed, definitely
0: added a layer to her.
1: And my number one favorite thing about this film is the overall atmosphere of it. Yes. Okay. It, it feels so dirty because it is. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a good thing yes and, you just a, you... a, and i mean that's kind of a cop-out as my number but it's not it just has this atmosphere to it mm-hmm. that a lot of movies don't have especially just a, a horror film or something like that but i think just this movie speaks so much about human sexuality and also the, the human man's desire for power and control
0: right and without being totally grotesque in no. any way like the, the the sex scenes weren't crazy, no, they weren't too, um, too gratuitous. There was a lot of war with some of the kills, but like, like, like we were talking about when um, Frank got it, but they didn't show him mm-hmm. getting ripped to shreds, right. and, the, it, it, and that added so much to it because, like, it, to me, it was obvious, but it you know it, 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 it was much more impactful for him to not get ripped to shreds and then have um have put on the skin, Frank put on the skin then the, the way we got it worked so much better. Yeah,
1: the um the fact that this movie actually has a basis on sexuality and romance mm-hmm. and that and the sex scenes weren't nearly as gratuitous as some random slasher films. Right. Where the sex means nothing, it's just gratuity. It's just you know? there. It's just just gratuity. There to gratuitous. <laughs> it's not a tip gratuity. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it just sometimes it's just thrown in, but it's it's actually very meaningful. Every right. time we see that, it just it just sinks deeper and deeper that these two are really whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So now my bottom five because I got to oh, do that I for all. the bottom five. You got to top
0: five, you got to hit bottom
1: five. Okay, number five is just how easily vanquished the centibytes were at the end. It was just too easy.
0: Well, I, just, I think it was luck, more than anything. Yeah, it could be. But it I seemed, mean, she wasn't like, going toe-to-toe it with It like you know?
1: she, yeah, but it was just so easy, especially the first two. It's mm-hmm. just so easy. And, I mean, it's a small nitpick. None of these things, other yeah, than there's right. there's two things I really, really don't like okay. about this movie. That's not one of them. That, you know, when I get to two and one, there are two things I really don't okay. like. This one I don't like. I had, you know, but I had to make five. So that's right. what I do. That's what you do. So, yeah, just how, that's easily, the gimmick. how easily vanquished they were. <laughs> Number four, and I already glossed over. This is the music and the score.
0: That would probably be my number one.
1: Okay, well, I have a couple. Of course, okay.
0: we'll see. We'll, we'll, I'll listen I, to you and see I if I f- see if they change uh, my mind. I right, my mind. Right, I right now, that'd be my number one. I don't think
1: the music and, and in the score have, are terrible. I don't. I don't. Think it, it's just not great. I do Not think they're terrible. I just don't think they're good. Uh, I think they're, they're okay. Like, yeah, like, yeah, 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 not good,
0: not bad. Yeah, I guess so. With anything, you need to be bad or good. You know, you don't. You don't need to be. Mm-hmm. Irrelevant. And that's what it was.
1: All right. Number three is the dubbing of some of the. Indifferent. Maybe that's a better word. Yeah. Number three is the dubbing of some of the characters. Yes. Yeah. Some of it's obvious. Some of it's not. I think it was a little overdone. Um, I, I
0: think it was kind of unnecessary.
1: Yeah, me too. So, but again, I don't hate it. It's just whatever. These top two, mm-hmm. though, of my bottom five are things I really don't like. Uh, number two is the character.
0: Yeah, he's He's just worthless.
1: Like, it just pointless as a score in the movie. Let's just throw a love interest (laughs) in there just to do it. Yeah, it didn't need to be. And, just, and, and it
0: didn't do anything to progress any part of
1: the story really whatsoever. He didn't there.
0: help her at all. No. He, he didn't. He was she just was there.
1: perfectly capable again, which is why I'd like her as a final girl. If they had
0: him in there and, that, and he got whacked somehow,
1: mm-hmm. that might have added something to it. it made because it, because it made the, the stakes higher
0: about for her, too, yeah. you know, at that but, point. Yeah, it was
1: stupid. But he lives, you know, just, just as she does, you know? And my number one thing um, you don't like. Yeah, least favorite thing that i don't like about this movie is so funny because it's the thing you don't even remember it's the special effects on the creature at the very end that the derelict turns into are Man. very poor
0: well i do remember seeing because i remember reading about how they ran out of money they did and, and the guy was wasted i do remember, it, I just I do remember but like, i don't remember it
1: it's poor i mean it doesn't and really, i probably just
0: took it and threw it out of my mind because it sucked it, does. it was like and when you had such great special effects and makeup earlier on in the movie that when we got to that it was just probably like I'm going to just dismiss
1: this. De- that's why yeah. it's not vivid in my mind. It definitely doesn't ruin the whole thing. ending yeah. doesn't, like, say, like, Fred the 13th part 7, that ending fucking ruins that movie. For mm-hmm. me. It's so bad, the dirty face dad, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just so bad. Uh, this doesn't ruin the whole no. movie. It still is what it is, but it still, compared to the s- such amazing mm-hmm. job they did on the practical effects with, you know, Monster Frank,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's just, uh, it's night and day. But it wasn't the same team that yeah. worked on this. It was just like one guy.
0: Yeah, because we ran out of money. Just stayed
1: up drinking it with was Clark Parker all night and did it. It's like, it, I but gotta
0: do this. so but I don't it, have any money. But it
1: does look so bad. But there are way more things. Like I could make name 25 things I like about it. And it was tough for me to come up with five that I didn't. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, that's that. Um, final grade.
0: I will give this one. I I don't want to go B plus. I don't want to go B somewhere in there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think I'll go B plus. Yes. This is our first review. So Love uh, the cat decides we all want to see his butt yeah. in the center. Yeah. Yes, right. <laughs> he does his thing. That's what he does. So say that. Say that grade one more time. I'm gonna I'm in the middle of a B plus and a B. Okay. So like, real close. If I gotta pick one, I'm going B plus. Okay. I'm going
1: B plus. This is the first review that we've ever done, where I'm going to grade a film higher than you.
0: Oh, nice! This is the first A that any films got that we've got from either of. Us, am I correct? No. What, what got an A?
1: You gave part five to me. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. I gave it a B. Um, Hellraiser, 1987, Clyde Barker. A minus.
0: A minus. So, not even the whole A. So, we still got that out there. We're going to find one that has the
1: whole A. That's going to be hard. <laughs> no, they're out there. There's some, yeah. we have kind of See, I picked this one for us to review tonight because I? Yes. I was actually talking about this with other people. Nice. We kind of have a roadmap that leads us down. You know, obviously, we're going to do all the Fridays, all the nightmares, mm-hmm. and Halloween, we have the Carpenter thing coming up. So that yeah. ties in. I didn't really see anything on our roadmap that would lead us to this. Yeah. So we just had to just throw this in. Because we don't have
0: any good ideas so that,
1: that's why I picked this. And for our first video, I wanted it to be a movie that I know, I didn't necessarily know how much you liked it or didn't, mm-hmm. but I knew you would hate it. Yeah. Yeah, so at least for this first video, I didn't want to just absolutely destroy something for now. <laughs> you know, well, there's some more movies down the road that uh, I'm going to be doing that too, uh, and yeah. some that you might not definitely be sure much more been. critical than me. That's I am, which so is why it was a big deal that it's I gave a movie a higher grade yeah. than you. Yeah, uh, it's an A minus, and yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah, I like it. It's good shit. Good I, shit. I like it a lot. I like it um, not as well as I do the first entry in some other horror franchises, but I do like it's it. A, it's, it's it's up there. It's up there. So and The
0: first is almost always the best. It, almost. Is it, can you think of an example where the sequel is better?
1: Yes. Yeah? All right. We'll get into that another time, probably. Uh, I can name... Does it have to be part two? or any sequel is better than first. Yeah, uh,
0: we'll go. Yeah, too.
1: It has to be part two. It has to be part two. Wow. Uh, A lot of people say Friday. Yeah, I do. I, I don't. I do. You know that. Though.
0: They're both though. For me, if the Friday is, it's one, two and five. <laughs> and I'll just one day, or, you know, depending on the, well, the,
1: the, 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 my mood. That's true. It is. Yeah. So, well, and we already know then just by based on that, and I won't spoil anything like directly but there will be a couple of movies in that franchise that i grade higher than you do yeah so but a lot of them probably most of them i will grade lower than you yeah but there are a couple i'm definitely gonna grade higher three off the top of my head Mm -hmm. not part three three entries yes so but yeah that's uh that's hellraiser
0: that's hellraiser and this has been our first live video podcast we are going to still put this on the on the spotify I do the audio and everything like that, so those of you that like to listen like that will still be able to. Um, so, like, subscribe to the YouTube. Most of you already subscribed to the page. Next week, we are going to finally give away that Ken Kersinger pick. Yeah. I said I was going to do it, when I got the 40 subs in Spotify, i at 35. I said if I got this many of this and that never happened... I want to get rid of the fucking thing. He's my least favorite Jason. He's Ryan's least favorite Jason. We don't even like the guy. <laughs> and Not that's probably why it's so hard to give him away, because you guys probably don't even like him.
1: Not on a personal level. I'm sure he's a nice guy.
0: Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure he uses his left and right turn signal. He's a, he's a gentleman and a scholar. Who
1: but, walks uh, all ladies across the street. All that good helps stuff. Helps him with their groceries. But
0: if any of you do want a signed, certified picture of an actor that played Jason in mm-hmm. a movie, mm-hmm. we have one. Mm-hmm. We're going to give him away next week. Brian Emanizer, South Jersey Jason, he's going to be on the show. We're going to do do, um, a ranking of the
1: top 13 not final girls in the Friday movies. Can I expand on that real quick? Sure. If you listened to our final girl episode, obviously there were 12 names in that. It's any other female character from the franchise that wasn't on that list. Yeah,
0: yeah, they can't be
1: on that list. And this, I just have to throw this out there because some people just think, oh, it's a hot chick list. No. This isn't a list based purely on looks. You can factor that it, in.
0: There will be factored you in There's factor much that, more too.
1: Yeah, you can factor that in. Likeability,
0: in um, right. um, Actual. How, Actual acting ability, ability how they the how they progress the the movie, mm-hmm. um, all of these all these everything. things. It's everything. It's the whole package. It might they might get a higher score if they looked like they were going to be the final girl and then wasn't or yes. Just,
1: Yes.
0: What impact they had on that film? Mm -hmm.
1: It's the whole damn enchilada. Oh my God, he said the thing on the thing. The thing.
0: Um. (laughs) So, this will, like, if there were 13 girls in one movie, you could use one movie. It doesn't have to be, Mm -hmm. like, whatever it is. And we picked 13, of course, because Friday is 13. And just 13 random girls that you like, and then rank them the way you want. Brian's going to do it. I'm going to do it. He's going to do it. And we'll have a little roundtable discussion. And.
1: And since we do the video deal now, yeah, we can do the drawing for the Kersinger thing on video. Oh, yeah, we will do it so on video. So there's no funny business, going there'll be on. no funny business.
0: <laughs> so, and then I'll get that mailed out to whoever wins it. So, between now and then, if you want to be in that contest, so or maybe we'll just have the live chat up and you put your thing off, I'll figure out how to do it. But we're going to definitely give that away next week and um, open to anybody that wants to be in it. And I'll advertise that on the page. But yeah, that's it. Our first live, I, I, I don't think it was as horrible as I thought it would be. Once we got into a groove, it was kind of like our normal shit. Pretty much. Kind of sounded to me like it, you know, like our normal shit. Yeah. So, I know uh, you guys probably think we got a face for radio, but uh, yeah, we're trying this way. <laughs> See how this works. But that's it, man. We're we're out. Anything else? There goes the neighborhood.
1: <laughs> Yay. Oh shit. There goes the neighborhood.